Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Chris and the guys at Greenview Construction LLC are a firm offering professional services in design and of course construction. And they are proud to announce that they've completed design and 3D renderings for two spec home models located in the Jupiter and Palm Beach Gardens area, sitting on over one acre lots. Now, they've got four lots available for these model homes. The first is a British West Indies model style, totaling just over four and a half thousand square foot, air-conditioned space, five bedrooms, five bathrooms, and they boast 16-foot ceilings in some areas. The second, more traditional style home, 3,100 square foot, air-conditioned space, four bedrooms and four baths. They boast 14-foot ceilings in some areas. Both models will have a free-flowing layouts that connect the kitchen, the family room, living room, library, I mean library, a den, an outdoor lanai, and both models will have an option to add a detached in-law suite if you really want the in-laws to move in, and a garage totaling an additional 1,000 square foot. You can visit Chris and the team online at www.greenviewconstruction.com. You can email Chris Tyson, that's C Tyson, as in Mike Tyson, C Tyson at greenviewconstruction.com, or you can call 561 727 5013. They're also on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter. Just look for Greenview Construction. And if that wasn't enough, they have an appointment-only showroom at 715 Commerce Way West, Suite 14 in Jupiter, Florida. Are you a business owner or executive who needs more results from your marketing team? Do you struggle to measure the results of your marketing spend? Or do you need to spend less time running marketing personally? A metrics marketer fractional CMO can help. A fractional CMO delivers measurable results and value by combining real-world experience with a proven marketing framework and process, all at a fraction of the price of a full-time marketing leader. We manage and enhance your existing marketing team while creating programs designed to drive awareness, revenue, and growth for your company. Let us create, manage, and deploy a marketing strategy to help you reach your goals faster. Visit yourfcmo.com, that's yourfcmo.com, to request a free, no-obligation consultation. Mention 3YPC for a special discount of 10% off our services. Grow your business faster with a fractional CMO. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage? Looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor? Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 62 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and Eric and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are born and raised in South Florida, so changing the narrative on the way contractors conduct business in South Florida is extremely important to them. 
Their objective is to make cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There's no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle it all for you. Call or text them anytime at 561-408-7835 for immediate assistance. The number again, 561-408-7835. Water Cleanup of Florida. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. All right, welcome to the show. This is not Alfredo Arteaga, Chris Coffin, or Simon Clancy. We've thrown them away for the month as they decide to take a little bit of a hiatus, and we... Kai Chen Chisholm, Juan Cardona, and Royal A. Shepard will be taking over. Joining us this week will be Michael Christian. We will get to that in just a little bit. But we want to remind you that this show, as always, is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code 5RSN for 20% off your entire order. That's 5RSN. We're also brought to you by a newer sponsor, Better Edge. It's a gambler's exchange where you can shop the best price possible on any bet you would like. You want the Dolphins to win the division at plus 1,000, but everyone else has it at plus 500. Put it out there and see if it fills. The very best prices on futures and individual games are getting filled right now. Go to betteredge.com slash five reasons. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E dot com slash five reasons, R-E-A-S-O-N-S, for a $20 sign-up bonus. All right, so we're filling in four through IPC. Uh, as you heard in the intro, I am Kai Chen Chisholm. Juan Cardona is here with me. We'll be taking you for the month. Uh, we'll have other guests coming in and out. But today, we have the extra yard. You know, me, myself, and Juan and Royal, because, you know, I count as two people here. And also, someone who decided to leave us for a grander opportunity somewhere else. Michael Christian is here as well. We just want to do a, a quick little, I guess, you know, Michael, if you want to tell. I know you're in the, the 3 PC discord and everything just you know where where you been what's up How how's life been where have i been uh i have been burning anything that says celtics boston is the color green has anything resembling irish heritage um clovers of every kind two three and four uh that's all i've been doing to the entire city of boston many expletives to you i'm not going to curse because it's through ipc and it's more professional uh but aside from that man you know just living life i i I miss doing the shows and stuff, but opportunities and everything made me move on. But I'm happy to be back with you guys talking some Dolphins, talking some Tua and McDaniel and Tyreek Hill. And I mean, I'm a season ticket holder now, so I'll have a lot of hands-on <laughs> Dolphins knowledge. Being a season ticket holder is something that I uh, I want to do. I haven't been a season ticket holder since the last time that the Green Bay Packers came down here and Aaron Rodgers beat us with a touchdown in the back corner of the end zone. So, you know. It, it, it's something I want to uh, become sooner or later here again in the future. But Juan, uh, before we introduce Royal as well, everyone knows Royal, but we'll get into that. Me and you are taking over. Do you have anything that you want to say just to the three YPC listeners and, and how we're going to get into everything this month? Mm, hi. No, uh, I mean, it's nothing crazy. I mean, we're just going to be here. I I'm going to try not to burn down the house, you know. Uh, a lot of people either listen. I, I've I've come to realize one thing. Um, I'm You're either no, well, yeah, I'm a skeptic. I like that. Someone corrected me today. Someone said I'm a skeptic. I'm not a hater, so I'm a skeptic. But um, I've realized I'm either truly loved by somebody or truly despised by somebody. There is no in between. I have never like I just I don't meet anybody who's like okay, yeah, he's okay, he's okay, you know. I I you know. I think there's a, a couple of people who who do meet in the middle with you there, um, but but we'll we'll just let that go through. Royal, you'll be joining us for a couple episodes, especially since the Heat are out of the playoffs. Uh, the dream for the you know NBA championship is over. So how are uh, how how are you feeling? How do you feel to join us there? First of all, Kachin Chisholm, you do not have to introduce me by announcing that the Miami Heat lost anything. <laughs> I am still grieving that process. Second of all. I'm not with one. I'm people don't fall in between with me. I am beloved and I don't care what anybody else says. Uh contrary to what you said earlier, the Miami Dolphins often uh audience doesn't really know me. They 
I, I mean, I guess there's a cross between there's a, a semi small cross between the extra yard and three wide PC, a small one. Yeah, they Plus know you as a them, as they a, know you as, as a, a Packer person. fan. No, they know him or as that. the Packer fan too. Yeah, more than anything, I'm just really excited to be talking to Michael Christian again. That is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that is my boy. So I'm really happy to be able to get on stream or not a stream, a podcast or whatever, just to talk to Mike uh, for a couple minutes. So, but yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Mike. You, you. I'll bring this to you first because the person I'm going to ask you about is also the uh, the first name of the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Mike McDaniel has come in to the Miami Dolphins, and it seems that there's been a small bit of change with how he's done things. Uh, we've seen that we've seen a change in Tua recently as well because of that. So, how would you how would you say you've seen like this change between how Tua has acted with Mike McDaniel now as the as the guy? How would you see? what Mike McDaniel has done as the head coach of the Miami Dolphins thus far hasn't coached a game yet, but thus far. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you threw in the hasn't coached a game yet so far, uh, just because that is, that is a big part of it. I'm excited to have Mike McDaniel here. I was with you the entire time. Like Mike McDaniel was the one I wanted them to bring in. Um, I wanted him to kind of rejuvenate the offense, really get it going. And I like so far what I'm seeing that he's bringing to Tua. I will say though, it does. There's a little bit of a, it's like when you get from one relationship to another, right? You're in a really bad relationship and you're focusing on the bad things. And if you look at his relationship with Flores, they didn't get along very well. Speaking of Tua and Flores, it feels like they weren't on the same page. Flores was potentially trying to replace him, possibly didn't have a lot of faith in him. And now he has a guy in Mike McDaniel who is saying the exact opposite of all of that. Whether or not he actually means it, we don't know for sure. So far, it's been proven true. But we don't know for sure. So it's easy for Tua to feel more comfortable. It's easy for him to be happy because now he's in a place where they actually talk about him and they talk about him positively, not just he's the quarterback of our team, you know, which is just baseline. So I'm glad to see that with with Tua. But I will say it is early on, and I think there are so many strides that we all want to see from Tua on the field that as happy as I am to see what he's saying off of it, I just need to see the product and I need to see the product come in in games where it actually matters. And I need to see him start being the reason why we're winning as opposed to a part of the win. And so hopefully Mike McDaniel and the offense and Tua's new confidence can make that happen. But I'm not ready to say that for sure yet. But these are all steps in the right direction. So I'm happy to be taking them. Yeah. And I, I want to pass this off to Juan because I know that Juan is probably the biggest critic of of all of us in, with Tua talking about Loa. And has probably been the most skeptical just off of any change to what he can bring. And I know he's beloved by the OnlyFans chat. So, <laughs> Juan, you, you brought the the topic to me about the, the change between Tua now with Mike McDaniel versus Tua with Flo. And we'll have an audio clip uh, from Cameron Wolf that we'll talk about a little bit later with Tua. He talked about the whole keyboard warrior thing. But how do you feel with this change? How do you see Tua right now? And how do you see Mike McDaniel as well? Again, Hasn't coached a game yet, but how do you see him in your eyes? Uh, Mike McDaniel, to me, has been, you know, like, I like this press conference. He's like, uh, you know, it's definitely somebody that I'd probably, you know, do some extracurricular activities with. Because uh, he's just, he's he's sarcastic. He, he kind of knows how to, you know, talk to a crowd and not really say much while kind of saying something. Um, and it's not as like antagonistic as like Flores was where like you kind of were like feeling like you were asking like, you know, the White House for like nuclear codes and he's like, you know, you, trying to fight you for it. Do you it. feel, sorry to cut you off, do you feel antagonistic in terms of Flores or you see more like, um, uh, COVID brain has me, the word is in my head, what like full of himself, I guess is the, the way to ask that. No, I think it was more so how he was kind of raised or or brought up with with Belichick to just not trust the media and not give them anything both good and bad. Um, so I don't I don't necessarily think it was even like antagonistic. I just thought that was like the 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 feeling that that was brought on. Like it was like him versus the media. Whereas with McDaniel, it's like it's like you know like. <laughs> Like kind of like the substitute teacher, bro. Like, like you're just, like you're just, you know, chilling, you know, hanging around with him and like, you know, talking about, you know, school and stuff. Like, I don't know, but um, I, I like McDaniel so far. Um, you know, I will say, uh, a certain beat writer who's known to be predominantly negative, 
has brought up some stuff recently. Um, and and I don't I don't I don't say like I what? agree, but like I don't want to talk. Nah, just more so like 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 yeah, we're all happy and go and go you know go lucky right now, but. You know, a three, four game losing streak. Are we really going to be, you know, happy with a, a substitute teacher? And I, I'm not. I don't agree with that. I I understand what the point is, though. Um, that everything right now is just, you know, just for shits and giggles. Like, you know, like Mike Westhoff can have a an old, you know, boomer moment and talk about how he would have shut down the music and started all over. But at the end of the day, like, this is Mike McDaniel's show. And if that's his how he's trying to operate, like, you know, we just have to judge him based off of that. Um, and then just lastly with Tua, uh, I will say that I, I do see the difference, not immediately. Like, the, the Tua that I'm seeing now is, I feel like, having already bought into McDaniel. Because even earlier on, like, when they would ask him stuff about Flores and stuff, it would be very buttoned up. Like, nope, I don't have really a comment or that's an interesting question and just kind of skirt around it. To where now he's full on telling people, yeah, we just, you know, the offense only had one person going deep or two people, uh, you know, running a route or, you know, he he's kind of lashing out a little more. So I, to me, I'm interpreting that as McDaniel told him, hey, stop defending people who didn't give a f- or didn't uh, sorry, didn't care about you. Um, sorry, I knew it was going to be the one, bro. Uh, instant, instant ban. You see, you were even telling yeah. Alfredo earlier that you were going to get yourself to ruin it. Damn. And now here you are. Sorry. <laughs> I was almost did it again, but um, <laughs> <laughs> literally, but no, nah, I I definitely feel like uh, McDaniel either had a talking or, or or just broke it down to him. Hey, listen, like you don't have to defend these people. Like say your say your piece, say what you feel, um, and kind of let it out. And you kind of saw him where he's like, you know, you see that you see that deep ball, Whew! you know, I was in the money. We'll, you know? we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I I've liked what I've seen. Uh, but when the bullets are live, that's when that's when that's when things are gonna matter. And I think as we as we round into Royal, and then we'll kind of I guess have a, a more general conversation about the the confidence thing and, and Mike Medea, how he's run everything. You're probably the most no, not even probably. You are the most unbiased out of all of us because you are a Green Bay Packers fan who will be forced to convert into a Dolphins fan eventually by contract uh, of the Lord. So. How do you how do you see this? How is it in your eyes seeing, especially from an organization that has had nothing but success for thirty plus years now? How do you see, I guess, the change in Tua more specifically? Okay, so um, honestly, I'm, I'm a mixture of what Mike and Juan said. Like like you said, I'm pretty unbiased, so I don't really carry the way. By the way, I'm like a thirty percent Dolphins fan now. This is like. 10 years in the making with my wife of me watching the Dolphins. So I'm like 30% Dolphins fan. Either way. But yeah, I'm with, I'm with uh, Juan and, and Mike. This doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, this, like, there are no pads. There are, there's, no real, there's no real meaning behind what's going on. I do like the confidence that Tua is exuding now. This is more confidence than we've seen him have his entire career. And that's big for a quarterback. Like confidence is huge. So you, you like to see him blossoming in that way. But again, he's everybody can be confident when you're not getting sacked. Like that's and so that's kind of like Jesse Davis isn't your offensive tackle. Exa- you know, I wasn't gonna go there, but since uh, you know, one already broke the seal and I'm probably gonna drop an F bomb if his name comes up too much. But um <laughs> but no, honestly, I'm cool with Mike McDaniel. He's like the millennial parent, you know, really cool vibes, like real hipster vibes. But I mean, obviously there are no pads. So until that happens, then I won't make any concrete decisions about what's going on with Dolphins and Cap. I'm just going to say real quick, just just so we're on the same page here. You said millennial parent with kind of a snide tone. Just to be clear to everybody listening, you are also a millennial parent, correct? I just I just want to make that clear. Yes, I am a millennial parent of two, so it's it's kind of like that cool dad thing, you know what I mean? You might can slip in a curse word every now and again. I'm not gonna be too hard on you, but yeah, it's, it's still sometimes you need some adults around every now and again. Am I considered a Gen Z child? Absolutely. Really? Is he really? I don't think so, but I'm just gonna go with it because he's so young. Uh, I'm 24. That's not that you know. I don't think I'm a Gen I'm Z. I'm 10 years older than you, guy. You you are officially Gen Z, Cash. Oh, you're you're God, 97. You, if you're 97, you're Gen Z, I think. 
I'm we literally skipped a whole generation on host. We went from Alfredo to Kai. They just skipped over millennial completely. That's how, that's how society. That's how, that's how society does us anyway. Sorry, millennial, bro, I just kind of skip them. It's hey, listen. You know, we're for they, anyone they, listening. We're yeah. trying very hard to. Uh, well, for one, I have I have COVID brain, so I'm. <laughs> I'm I just have, I just have one brain. Yeah, so. I'm I'm everywhere and anywhere. Um, as I'm trying to navigate through everything and then also trying to keep one to not make everything go off the rails because this isn't necessarily the extra yard. This is 3 yeah, this is, It's a little more yeah. professional that this we have to be. Up. But I think it's a, a, a great way to sum up Mike McDaniel in, in my own opinion is he said it himself when he was on the McAfee show uh, all the way back before, I think it was during the combine, where he said he's a zero-win head coach. And I think that that puts it the best way. Like we can all be as happy as we want and we can all be as proud as we want. The orange Jersey, it can be a whole thing. You know, today there was the video of Tyreek Dolphin social media team that probably needs some audio instead of just no audio, but that's just my own little beef. But you know, he is a zero win head coach and he said it himself. And I think that going further and trying to predict anything else on what he can be is a disservice to him and his career and what he's tried to do thus far up to this point and would be a disservice to the Miami Dolphins. We do have a clip. I'm going to play it for our, our listeners in case you haven't heard it already. And it's just going to be something that we're going to transition from, you know, Miami Daniel and Tua to just Tua. And then we're also going to get into some stuff that Tyree Kill said on his teased podcast clip that he had with Drew Rosenhaus. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into that, but we're going to play this clip now about Tua talking about keyboard warriors. I mean, we come out to practice, everyone else, Twitter warriors, you know, keyboard warriors, whatever you want to call them. You know, they're not out here practicing with us working hard. So uh, I don't know if you guys recorded that last one to Tyreek, but. So he, he talks about that. That's from Cameron Wolf. He's the one recorded. Of course, you've seen a lot of different videos, a lot of different audios coming out through various reporters. But he talks about the keyboard warrior thing and the confidence. And I want to go right back to you again, Royal, just because I think, again, you are the most unbiased out of all of us. Seeing that and hearing that and hearing to, uh, I guess, address what he had already, you know, what everyone says about him. And how he mentioned uh, the PR person for the Dolphins and Nolan. And he said that she brings the news to him and he kind of just has to hear it there. Do you think it was wise for him to kind of bring that up to light? Like saying, you know, I hear what you're saying and kind of calling that out. Uh, if if that's the way that he chooses to show his new confidence is by putting himself in a position where he's vulnerable to more attacks, because I believe that's what it does. Like it opens you up when you start talking about stuff like that. It opens you up to more attacks. So if that's the way that he's going to show his confidence is by allowing himself to embrace those attacks, then I'm fine with it. Like I don't. I don't care. Like, I, I'm sorry that it sounds like that to most of you Dolphins fans. Believe me, I know how it sounds coming from my mouth. But I don't care. Until there are pads and people trying to kill him on an NFL field, that is when I will evaluate all of this new stuff that's come that's coming with Mike McDaniels and Tua Tagovailoa. And I'm sorry that's not an elaborate answer, but that's why you have Mike and Juan who are going to give you much more context into their opinions than I would ever have on the subject. No, but I think what you said makes sense. I mean, in terms of being vulnerable, because as you mentioned at the top there, it's going to bring him to be more, I guess, susceptible to anyone coming at him. He does mention, you know, in the end of the clip saying, oh, I don't know if any of you guys saw, but that one's Tyreek, which we cut off there a little bit. But it, it is a, a part of the end of that clip where he says, oh, you know, that ball of Tyreek, I don't know if any of you guys caught it, but that was money. And it's like it does bring that up where in game one, in the preseason, one mistake even in open practice with the fans and those joint practices during preseason, people are going to be like, Oh, was that money? Was this what, you know, judging every single throw now. So I, I, Kai, I did want to ask that. Kai, yes. you, you lowball yourself. You're just as good as troll as me, brother. Let me tell you, this isn't a troll at all. Why, why do you say that? Why do you say that? Uh, uh, as big of a troll, because that was my first reaction when you said the haters are going to come or whatever you said, the haters are going to come and say, and I was like, they're going to say, was that a money too? Because that's, that's what I would say. So if you're thinking it, bro, I, you know, I'm... And by the way, I, I initially honest. thought... I initially thought you were going to come to me because I felt like out of anybody here, that was more of like a direct shot from Tua because I feel like I would be the keyboard warrior here who still beats up orangutans, by the way, in case anybody's concerned or worried. Um, Bobcats too. Um... <laughs> this obsession with you and saying you can beat up an orangutan is one of the... 
I've, I've thought I've I've already broken it down how it's gonna happen, Kai. My daughter's behind me. The adrenaline's gonna pump. I'm gonna turn like Gear Five Luffy, and that's it. I'm I'm going ham. That's 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 all I have to say. But to get back to Tua. Oh yeah, Tua, Tua. I forgot about him. Um, but no, I listen. It more more so to like what I was saying originally. Like like it looks like McDaniel kind of told them, hey, you know, you know, relax. Like it's the media. They're not gonna bite you. They're not gonna act crazy. Um, he is out there, you know, flexing a little bit. You know, he did, you know, talk about also like the first day of of practice not being up to standards for the offense and how he obviously leads it. Um, so I know, I, I you know, it's kind of more so like Royal saying it's all it's all like dressing at this point um it's nothing really like to to go ham about like it the only thing to me i will say is that he does seem more confident um whatever that means or whatever or however that affects on field you know we'll we we're, we're gonna see right um because to me it, it almost feels like the angle that that mcdaniel's playing is this guy needs to be you know like brought along and 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 talked nice to and and you know positive reinforcement um geez it sounds like 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 some like patient from like, so, never mind like yeah 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 um but if that's what's good it's gonna take then you know so be it because it, it is make and break you know or make it or break it um we all know and we're all aware the the two insurance policy the two first round picks are are, are right there um whether they're going to be used to help Tua or to replace Tua is strictly and only on Tua. Uh, and that's that's really it, man. Like, like we're just waiting, see, and, and hoping that the old line is not going to be the crutch as, of the excuse because we know damn well the wide receiver room isn't, and we know or we think, based off McDaniel's pedigree, that the run game won't be the excuse. And we think that the Barring defense injury, would... Knock on wood for yeah. that, please. There's a lot of that for for a lot of different players, but um, even the defense bringing back Josh Boyer, we know or we we think we know what we're gonna get out of them. The quote unquote unknown right now is Tua, and we'll go as far as he'll take us. And 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 you know, not for nothing, there is a scenario where Tua doesn't play good, but the team still wins. Um, just as is just as it is likely that there's a scenario where he plays good and the team isn't good. Um, so I'm I'm open to all the possibilities, and I'm I'm really just excited to get it going. Mike, I I know you've been trying to get in on this as well. Yeah, I think so. Here's my thought process, and and I'm gonna crown myself this out of the four of us here, and I don't think any of you would dare argue me on it. I'm the biggest Tua fan and supporter out of the four of us currently on this. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I have like six jerseys. I just like to yeah. argue, so I would probably say no. Right. Yeah, I'm but be, I'm voting myself. Be, I'm voting myself just so Michael Christian could be wrong. Sure, but you, you're both wrong. Um, here, here's the biggest takeaway I had from that from that whole comment, that whole series of questioning and everything Tua was saying. I didn't care so much about the content that was being said. It was it was fun to hear. It was nice to see him say that, kind of throw a little jab back. Call them Twitter warriors and, and keyboard warriors, whatever you want. That's what they are. And these are people hiding behind screens for the most part. You know, They're not really going to show their face on anything. They're not going to put their actual life on there. The biggest thing that I took from it was this was the first time, I think probably ever since Tua became a member of the Miami Dolphins, where Tua seemed like a human being to me. And that's not to say that he wasn't a human being before, but everything he did and said felt very much like it was the right thing to say. He said it for a reason. He was told to say it. He was kind of con like concealing himself and hiding himself a little bit. When he was first drafted and he was first coming out, there was a documentary that I think was like Fox Sports did or something. And I watched that and he seemed like a really fun guy. Like he loved his teammates. He always wanted to bring them around to everything. Everything was good. And I understand it's a documentary. So they're going to pick and choose a lot of stuff that they show in there. And there's always ups and downs. But there's never been a point where it's felt like Tua has kind of let loose and had fun with anything since he became a member of the Miami Dolphins. Even when he got drafted, all the interviews felt a little bit robotic. And I'm not sure exactly what it was. I think it was just a mixture of the injury stuff, maybe the coaching situation and everything. This feels like he is coming back into his own shoes. He is being himself. And as long as we win or lose with him being himself, I'm going to be good because that is what we drafted. We drafted two of the person because we want to be good at football, but be yourself out there on the field. Don't hide it. Don't bottle it up. 
leave it all out there, be who you are, and we'll go from there. I'm glad to finally see that happening, and that was my biggest takeaway from all those comments and everything he made. That sounds like a Disney movie. That sounds like a Disney movie. You can make it sound like whatever you want, but if I, I'm telling you right now, oh, that's a great pick, by the Moana's way. Moana's a fantastic uh, he can movie. Be, that movie's he can fire. Be, listen, if he's the Maui to my dolphins, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. <laughs> he can sing your welcome all day long, and I will not complain. He's more the chick. <laughs> Never mind. No, say it. I'm sorry. Who say is what the you're going to say. The biggest say what you're going to say. Juan? Say what you're going to say, Juan. It needed to be <laughs> said. He's the, he's, he's the little chicken that tries to eat the rock. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You are like... the biggest hater. It has to <laughs> you be really, you. you really are. And you know what? You are the Twitter warrior. I think when he was speaking, he was thinking specifically of you. Actually, you could I take me. that back. I take that back. He doesn't know who you are. So, so wait, Facts. that was going to be my follow-up question. Do you, and I know that, Juan, out of all of us, you're the one that goes at people the most on Twitter. Uh, I, You know, you go at Perform, his trainer. <laughs> you go at everybody. Um, whether for better or for worse, it's just, you know, sometimes you have genuine, you know, genuine discourse with people and it, you know, just ends whatever you're right, you're right or whatever, um, agree to disagree and it just goes on. Do you think that there's any chance that any dolphin player knows who you are that uh, or knows that hmm. you exist off of anything that maybe anyone sent a tweet that you have sent out into the world? Yeah, for sure. True. A hundred percent. Because last camp, all I, all I kept doing was taking a picture of him walking down as the as the first player, and his dad would always be the first one to like it. So yeah, probably true. Yeah. So you don't think that anyone knows you for anything bad? Like you don't think that maybe there's a chance that Tua's working out with with Nick Hicks and perform, and you tweet some outlandish and or excuse me, you tweet some outlandish stuff, and it pops up. Wasn't me. Was not me. How am I the last one standing in this conversation? Right. Michael Christian, you don't count. Like, you don't count. How am I the last one standing here in terms of language? I mean, this I is the momentous occasion. Alfredo Arteaga, I should be the one hosting three yards per carry. I'm just going to put my blame, bid in right now. I blame COVID for this because you guys know that if I need to be professional, I'll do it. That, that just slipped. Anyways, Juan, you know, you don't think that there's any other player besides Trill? Uh, maybe Austin Jackson. The other day I was looking up some tweets of mine of Austin Jackson and they were, they were, they were pretty brutal. I'm not going to lie. I, I even read them and I was like, damn, bro. Like, like ease it up. Like these kids, these guys have kids, but I, you know, nah, like I'm really not that bad. I, I'm more so like just skeptical of Tua and I will admit to that. Uh, I could be loud and I could, you know, have a lot of numbers to, to show it. Uh, but most everybody else I do, I did a Christian, I've done Christian Wilkins, I've done JP, you know, I somehow stand for, uh, uh Noah Igbenogany. So I, you know, I don't There's know. No like I, you are the biggest Noah Igbenogany stand. There's that Twitter account that the God of the 2020 draft or something like that. I swear that has to be you. There's no shot that it can't be you. You had to have made that account. Follow each other. <laughs> It has to be. That's all, that's, that's all I can say on the subject. It has to be you. But I, I think it's a genuine question, with, and we'll, we'll get into Tyreek, um, what he said, just because I, I feel like those three things are things that I really wanted to focus on. I know you did send me a list of stuff, and one of them we did use. Um, but it, it, like, I think there's a valid point in asking if you are one of the most, I guess, hated of the Dolphins Twitter people, just because you do tweet a lot of outlandish things and you are one of the uh i guess most spiteful people on there and i think a lot of people on only fans would have to uh agree or excuse me only fins would have to agree with me on that one you think so Juan? yeah 100 percent. i'm an annoying i'm i'm annoying like I, I listen i i live my truth and and i don't hide it from nobody i i am a sour patch kid whether you get to the sweet side or not that's on you bro like you like you just gotta deal with it until it gets there uh, and, and truthfully, like a lot of the times, like, I guess I piss people off cause you know, I make sense in my own convoluted way and you know, there's not really much you could do to move me from there. So, you know, I, I don't know. All right. So we're, we're, I want to get into the Tyree comments and then we'll see what, what else we get into here. So Tyreek, and we have a clip about it as well. Tease the podcast that he has. Um, I apologize. Cause I don't know who his co-host is. But I know that Drew Rosenhaus was featured on the teaser episode and the podcast is being called It Needed to Be Said. So in it, he references how he and we have a clip. We'll play it. 
you know, Tyreek wanted to be in Kansas City. That's that's but, you say that again. Oh, Tyreek wanted yeah, to be in Kansas City. Wanted to be in Kansas City. Wanted. Do you think this was a situation to suppress his stats to drop that value down when it came to a potential trade? There he references how they wanted to stay in KC. It was always about staying in KC. Money didn't work out, whatever the situation. And then, you know, he ended up picking Miami. There was a conversation being asked by his co-host if he thought that they were trying to, I guess, suppress him to have him be less valuable in terms of the contract negotiation. I think it could be a big topic, but I have to ask, and I'll start with Michael. Do you think that it's just a situation where you're just saying, all right, a player's coming out with a podcast. You got to pick one of the most, I guess, clickbaity things that you can have to say. I think that's part of it. I think it's part of it. But I think also, I mean, all of this stuff is very thought out and kind of calculated in what they say. I mean, Tyreek's comments recently have been very pro Tua. And that's not to say that he isn't pro Tua, but it's the similar situation when Jalen Waddle came out. And they asked him, oh, what do you think about Mac versus Tua? And he was kind of insinuating that Mac's the best quarterback he's played with. And he came out later on I Am Athlete and mentioned, you know, that's a lot of propping up my boy because Tua's already made it to the NFL. He needs to make it, so let me prop him up, right? Tyreek's not going to come out, not even played a single actual down of NFL football yet and say something negative about Tua. So all this stuff is kind of thought out and calculated, so I wouldn't doubt that it is very like, hey, we need a really good title. Let's talk to people about why you left KC, and let's maybe throw a little controversy in there. It's like they might as well get the producers from The Bachelor or something like that. But my thing with all the Tyreek stuff is I, it's pretty obvious why he left KC. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. KC didn't want to give him the money. Miami said, here's a fat stack of all that money you want. Would you rather take that fat stack of money down south, close to where you live, with nice weather, or up in New York where you're only going to be there during the season and then you're going to want to die to get out of there because it's New York and it's miserable in the winter? So I think all of that makes sense. I, I, I agree with you completely, though. I think a lot of it was just kind of like, hey, what do we make a good thumbnail for this for? Plop, here we go. Roy, you got any comments? Sure. I haven't believed a word that has come out of Tyreek Hill's mouth since he got to Miami. <laughs> not even like, that he thinks yeah. that Tua throws a beautiful ball or that Tua no, is 10 I, times better than Matt Moore. He's stressed I, on good I will football about Matt Moore. And Tua, so what you trying to say? And Tua T is 10, 10 Matt Moores. <laughs> I love Matt Moore, but Tua T is 10 Matt Moores. I will believe what Tyreek Hill says when he goes an entire game without a target. <laughs> that's never gonna that's happen. What I, that's, There's no that's way he goes an go. entire game without a target. Kai, it, let, listen, let, Kai, listen, yeah. Kai. I feel like they will force feed him the a, ball. I understand. I understand that's going to be the game plan going in. But there is a there is a chance that Tyreek Hill sees you know maybe not as many targets as he would like. I'd say that. I won't say none. I'll say maybe not as many as he would like. He is a diva receiver for what it is for what it's worth. That's he has all. been known to come out. Is, uh, so, yeah, exactly, as all as all alpha receivers are, as he should be. He's very talented. But I want to hear what Tyreek Hill has to say. I'm not calling that man a liar by any stretch, but I want to hear what he has to say in the regular season when things aren't going his way. That's when I'll start to believe some of, you know, what he said. Not, not now, with no pads. But he said that. Tua is 10 times better than Matt Moore. Well, and listen, he had 10 bro, for you, 150 you, and a touchdown with Matt Moore. Come on, guys. Come on. Bro, you be careful. You're starting to sound like a certain beat writer that I referenced earlier. Um, listen, man. Listen, man. I am a former journalist myself, man. Just, listen. Just well, well, now, I got fired, but. Here, you know. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say on that. I, I agree with you that it is. You take it all with a grain of salt in what he's saying. I agree with you on that. I said that before. Jalen Waddle was a perfect example because that was not Jalen Waddle saying Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tua. It was him saying the right thing at the right time. The other thing I will say too, though, is I'm also not going to assume the worst of this, but we have seen this play out before where Miami's in need of a receiver. They go out and get a number one target. Branded and then Marshall. if things aren't going super well, it doesn't go great. Examples. Wait, I, I, Mike Wallace Brandon and Brandon Marshall. Marshall. I, I, I question. I am basing this off of history of what I've seen from Dolphin receivers, as well as what I know of Tyreek Hill to be true. And here's like what that. I will say. I think I genuinely think this one will be different for one major reason. And that one major reason is 
I don't think Tyreek Hill coming to Miami was the same situation as those other two coming to Miami. Mike Wallace, Brandon Marshall already had their kind of things going on with like not getting along with their teams and everything. And they hadn't won anything yet. I mean, I think Mike, did Mike Wallace have a ring? I don't remember. I'm not sure if he was on the Steelers teams that did win a ring, but I can double check that really quick. Yeah, I, I don't know if he did win a ring or not, but Tyreek feels more com- seems like he's more comfortable in who he is. Like, he doesn't need the validation of a bunch of stats and everything. He's going to work hard. He's going to be a good player. But you've watched his interviews and stuff. He's not coming out saying, oh, I can't wait to do 2,000 yards. He seems more kind of chilled and relaxed, like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my best. And if it doesn't work out, it is what it is. I made my money. And I'm happy for that because if you're playing like that, I think you're going to be a lot happier. But that's just my opinion. I, I'm I'm going to say that, uh, you know, for, for old time's sakes, I disagree, Mike. Um, <laughs> because, like, not for nothing, but, like, I've, I've you know, I've, I've had Tyreek on my fantasy teams the last two years. Uh, for all the three TD games that he has, he has just as many two catches for 14-yard games. Um, and that's with Patrick Mahomes, right? Um, and those most of the time are wins because the team, you know, the defense sells out completely to stop him and everybody else has a field day. I don't know, or or no, let me let me rephrase that. I can see a scenario where um, teams sell out to to stop him, and there's not another answer, or like the team doesn't respond as well, and now he's looking at losing while not being a part of trying to even be able to help the win. So that's the only that's the only thing I would say with with Tyreek and really any diva receiver, like, and I say diva just because any. Top five, top ten is is that's a just, diva. That's just the moniker that we yeah, we all give yeah. them. I, yeah, yeah. But here, yeah. here's my here's my backfire then on that too. It's like if the Dolphins are having a bad day offensively, Tyreek has no targets. Number one, I think Tyreek at some point, let's just say a half has gone on. Tyreek has no targets. Dolphins are down by ten, heading into the locker room at halftime. There's no way Tyreek was never open. He's fast enough. He's a good enough route runner that he's going to have been open at some point. He's going to feel like he should have gotten the ball. And I'm assuming he just never got the ball. If you ask me personally, I don't care that he's upset in that scenario. I want him to be upset in that scenario. Because I want you to be upset that you are the number one receiver on this team. You have no targets and we're losing. Now, it's a different scenario if he comes out of a game, two receptions, 30 yards, and he's mad he didn't have more stats even though the team won. That's where I'll take some issue with it. And I don't. I, I think he's matured more as a player and he's later in his career that he will be okay with that but yeah if we're losing and he has no targets i want him to be mad i want him to walk over to mike mcdaniel and be like get me the ball either run it with me from the backfield so i can touch it or just throw me a screen so if he does those things i'll actually be happier than i will be upset i'm sure people read into it but i'd see it as a good thing just for clarity i want to make sure that i stay i do not believe that tyreek hill cares more about his own individual stats than wins He's listening I don't to this and he hates you. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Uh, but <laughs> but I also, <laughs> You're I also realize state. that's fine with me Are too. We always uh, f- follow me at Royal A Shepherd and come at me, bro. But um, but no, like what I'm saying is like I do believe that there's a scenario kind of like what you guys were alluding to, where he's just generally not involved. Maybe some other things are working. Maybe they're just struggling to get him the ball. And in those scenarios, I believe we're going to see more of what is actually going on with the team. Like some, Everybody's winning a Super Bowl right now. So there's a lot of feel-good vibes the in the air. <laughs> right. But there's a lot of feel-good vibes going on or right the now. Or, or a bunch of other teams that's not going to inevitably win one. <laughs> but I'm just saying, right now, everybody's, everybody's still in contention to win a Super Bowl. And so everything that's coming out of everybody's mouth is going to be positive and we're looking great and all that kind of stuff. So I take everything everybody says with a grain of salt right now. But I, I will say, though, just just to, like, bring it back to, like, your, your question, Kai, about his, you know, little podcast that, you know, the snippet or whatever. Uh, part of, like, the insinuation before the question that was unanswered was, was he, like, misutilized or not utilized correctly uh, in Kansas City? And I got to say, if he really, I, and, I, and this we're recording this before it releases, if he really thinks he's, he was uh, utilized wrong uh, at KC with 150 targets. Papa, you're not. It's it's not happening down here. It like like you're gonna be mad, dog. Like you're gonna be upset. Like I don't know how to like. I, I hope someone broke this down to you or somebody let you know before. But like, 
you know, I just it just it's not gonna happen, bro. It's it like you 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 can't think you're you're like not utilized correctly with 150 targets. Like that, the Broward and you came out, bro. to this clip. I hope Tyreek Hill listens to this clip for this one reason only. Because back in Kansas City, if he had said this, a Kansas City podcast would have been like, now listen here, brother. You're going to complain about 150 targets. But here in Miami, what do we say? Papa. Eso no Oye, se papo. Dice. ¿Qué pasa? We got to watch out. We got to watch out with those targets, man. Okay, you got to watch out with those targets. Okay, brother? Okay, we got to watch out, bro. Hey, listen, listen I... we got to bring a little, we got a little Spanish flavor in the, in the pod, you know, like. Like you know, we you know, um, normally it's it's British with Tampa and um, you know Alfredo. <laughs> Alfredo's Spanish. What Alfredo's the, the Spanish too, bro? Yeah, but then I started thinking about Baltimore and then Chicago and then like all the way he says those words. Oh, and, oh and, yeah, the way he says. Uh, yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> we're we're enemies of the empire, honestly. Um, shout out Obi Wan, but. I, just to touch, I, I don't think that he was misused. And the only reason why I even brought that up as a, a conversation and just a talking point at all was because in that, I'm like, whatever, dude, you know, it's it's just clickbait uh, and promotion. It's because I saw a, a Kansas City YouTuber and I wish I, I I liked the video or kept it bookmarked somewhere so I could still have it. But he was really mad about it. They were going in about, oh, you know, you're going to go over there with Tua turn the ball over and you're just going to not have a good year and you want to complain about targets and you want to complain about this. Oh, we weren't going to pay you. It's not about the money, but then all of a sudden it is about the money and it's not about respect. Like, I think we all know respect and money come hand in hand in this business. Some people say, oh, do it for the love of the game. Tell that to the billionaire owners. Tell that to all the people who are making a ridiculous amount of money off of it. The love of the game is for sure there. But at the same time, respect and money go hand in hand. And if he felt like the Kansas City Chiefs weren't going to make him the best best paid receiver in the game, which, look, you can debate with anybody. Him, Devontae Adams are top two, and they can differ on week. Although I think Devontae Adams is number one right now. Like, there is, you know, it he went for the money and he's in a place where he's going to be loved the same way he was loved at KC. But I think you guys bring up a great point. It is going to be interesting to see how he is after, you know, a few losses and it'll be interesting to see how Mike McDaniel is and Tua after maybe two losses or after getting blown up by the bills again. The losses are all hypothetical though, because this team is going 20. We're going 10 and seven in a playoff. Well, I I say 20, no, but it is 20. No, right. Cause it'd be 17 regular season games, divisional wild card Super Bowl, So, Divisional championship Super Bowl, not wow. Right. No, twenty. No, it's easy. Listen, it's Royal, easy. the Packers did, are going to lose in the turn on, game again. Okay, when did we turn on the PS Five? That doesn't I'm even happen. In Madden, I'm not going to lie. I have played about four different franchise seasons, and in all of those, by the end of the season, Tua has a superstar X factor, and we're twenty and zero straight to the Super Bowl. Okay, it's fantastic. He's playing on rookie. <laughs> no, I mean Mike is actually obviously the good luck charm, so he's going to be there all season. So if anything, we're going to be able to blame Mike if it doesn't work out. So yeah, I'm, I'm every, ecstatic. Every for the game year. I went to last season, Mike, we won. So if you go to all these games and we lose, it's your fault. I can say the same thing. I was there at the Texans game and we won. I went to multiple. So... I went to like five games. Every game I've been, to I got to guys. see Juan like Tua Tagovailoa. It's never been Ooh, seen that's, before. That's a siding. That is Ooh. a siding. You, Mr. Hoo Hoo. I can either confirm or deny that that video is of me. <laughs> so we we have a couple minutes here as we round down the first um, installment of The Extra Yard Destroys Three Yards Per Carry. God, I, ho- I hope they still have something after we're done. Like, of course. Like, I hope people still come watch and, and, and <laughs> tune in. Well, well, <laughs> they will not. They will not. I know question, My biggest question is, I'm curious if this falls under the category of things that Anne is going to hand off to Tua. That's <laughs> that's one of my biggest questions. And I think it might just be a supercut of everything Juan has said, and that's going to be fantastic. Honestly, if if any of us, myself or Juan or, or Royal or you, are even at um, training camp or at any, any of these practices, for one, I'll be holding a camera, hopefully this time not in a horrible way, and you know, maybe maybe Tua will have a liking to me, and then he'll look at Juan, and he'll be like, ah, Papo, we're not friends anymore. That's just what it's going to have to be. He's definitely saying brada. He's not saying Papo. 
Like, come on, bro. If if Tua comes out into a press conference with a cafe con leche tostada and like an empanada or something, what are you just saying? You know what would have helped if he had actually put some Kodak Black when he won a practice player of the week uh, or of the day? Because uh, then when they asked him, he's like, nah. And then he gave like uh, like a uh, half, you know, kind of gleeful. And I, I just I didn't appreciate the disrespect that's, to the Brower Legend. That's how, what, what? that's how far it is for Juan, though. Now he's come to hate everything. He does, I'm looking for something to like. I'm looking for something to like. He... Juan, you know, when you start talking about the boy Kodak, you bring out that Pompano boy in me. I just. <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean? Please. But, but we're, we're being professional right now. Juan. We are being professional. Right. So we're buttoned up. We'll round it out here. This isn't like the extra yards, so there isn't any way for me to press a button. All of a sudden, music comes on and everything ends. But I do want to thank uh, everybody for listening to the episode thus far. Hopefully, throughout June, uh, we can keep you guys entertained. I know the extra, or excuse me, three yards per carry usually is not in for June. So uh, for us to get this opportunity, obviously, a thanks to Simon, a thanks to Chris Kaufman, and a thanks to uh, Alfredo Artiaga, obviously, for giving myself and Juan and Royal. Uh, the chance to be able to come. Thank you to Michael Christian for coming on. We haven't been able to hear his beautiful voice in quite some time as he chose uh, the same thing that Tyreek chose and was able to go and you know, pursue better opportunities elsewhere. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next week. I'm not going to say who the guest is going to be yet because I still need to confirm, but it should be a good one. So we'll see you guys next week. That's been the podcast. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.